Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Sir, if you were to win the election, would you be willing to commit to not polling a President Ford and giving Donald Trump a pardon under the pretense of healing the nation? In other words, are you willing to commit to the American ideal that no one is above the law? Absolutely, yes. I commit. So that's Joe Biden from his town hall last night, and I thought that was amazing. So most of the media I'm taking in is fairly obsessed and should be this week about uh, what did Biden know and when did he know it with what Trump is calling Obamagate? And do we have a constitutional crisis here? And some Jonathan Turley called it the story of the century, what went on with the the, the media and, uh, you know, spying on political opponents and that sort of stuff. But for the other half of the country, the question is, the crimes of Donald Trump, and will you pardon him? That's what I'm worried about if you're elected president. Completely different worlds we're living in for the narrative. Let's discuss with Lon He Chen, David and Diane Steffi Research Fellow at the Hoover Institution, Director of Domestic Policy Studies at Stanford University. Lon He, how are you, sir? I'm fine. Good morning. So we're curious uh, your take on the utterly divided perceptions uh, of uh, the various groups of Americans and... How do you campaign in a country like that? And, and specifically, how do you win over the persuadables while not freaking out your base if your base and the other base believe completely different realities? Well, it, it, this is a really, really important issue you guys are covering. The, the polarization of our society, everything, every issue is viewed through a political lens. I don't care what it is, whether it's you know reopening the economy because of coronavirus, 
the issue of unmasking, uh, which is the, the whole controversy that you guys have been referencing around, uh, you know, revealing the identities of those who asked about a Flynn's identity or, or, or even, you know, how we view the stimulus bill that Congress is considering, whether they should do it or whether it's just a big progressive grab bag. I mean, all of these things are viewed through a partisan lens. And it, it's tough in a campaign setting. You know what I think most of the candidates I've talked to this cycle have decided on? And this is not going to be encouraging. Uh-oh. They have basically decided <laughs> they have basically decided they're going to go to their base and they're going to animate their base and make sure their base shows up and, you know, hope that they collect just enough sort of independent minded people to get them over the finish line. But they have decided and, and there are there are countless examples of this, guys, whether it's in contested Senate races around the country, congressional races, they have decided they are going to do their best to get enthusiasm up amongst those who are most likely to support them and hope that that's enough because it is just too divided. There is no nuance. You can't walk the middle line. You're better off just going to your base. And and it's discouraging, but I think that's where a lot of people are. Hey, I want to stay big picture for a little while, but first uh, there was a a fellow one buck back a uh, Republican congressional seat in California for the first time since Pancho Villa was coming over the border. Uh, how, (laughs) How did that happen? Um, it's a combination of a lot of different things. First of all, I think it, it demonstrates the value of having a candidate who, who at the end of the day is an effective candidate because of, of how they match up with the demographics of a district, their ability to articulate just a very, very simple message. And in, in Mike Garcia's case, who's the guy who won down in California 25, Simi Valley, that sort of area, it, it was a combination of a good candidate with a, a lot of anger at the previous member of Congress who held that seat. I'm sure you guys have covered the Katie Hill debacle. Yeah, that was uh, the uh, naked. Uh, don't sit bisexual. on hotel furniture naked. Was my main takeaway from that? Right, it's just it's disgusting. Yeah, so or, gross. Or just, or just don't, don't don't appear naked while while being a member of Congress. I mean, probably I a good that's idea. Probably generally a good rule. Good rule. So so combination of good candidate plus you know kind of disastrous situation with the previous office holder. And, 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 you know, I think Garcia did a good job, quite frankly, to, to the point discussion we were just having of motivating the people in that district who in particular felt that they either supported Trump or thought Trump was getting a bad rap. And I think that there were just enough of those people in a special election context to, 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 to get him across the finish line. Wow, interesting. I know that you've been in, involved in a bit of a national discussion about opening up, uh, particularly around school, but... Yeah, we were. You mentioned the whole uh, partisanship around every issue. There's a doctor writing in the New York Times today an op-ed piece from Johns Hopkins saying, "You know, I argued for closing down for a long time. Now, now I believe we've gone too far, too long. The economy's suffering. Blah blah blah." And then has to put a couple of paragraphs in the story to make it clear that I realize that some of you are sensitive to the political issues on this, as in. Uh, you're for Trump, then. You want to open the economy, you must be a Trump right. supporter. And so immediately it's got to be dismissed by the New York Times crowd. They had to, they had to point that out. It, it makes it difficult to have any conversation. It does. I mean, let me give you guys an example of this. So a couple of days ago, I, I put out a series of tweets that basically said, look, I think, I think we do need to, to really encourage the public, the, the public and private K-12 schools to try to reopen this fall. But not just reopen willy-nilly. we got to have them think about you know, issues like how do you take care of faculty who might be in that sensitive age category where they could suffer more or kids who have preexisting conditions? Let's let's open up the schools, but do it intelligently. Um, I can't tell you how much 
hatred I got from the right and the left. The wow. right saying, you idiot, just open the schools, Just open them up. Kids will be fine. You know, kids will, kids will do it. They'll be fine. And from the left saying, you're a crazy Trump supporter. Why do you, why, why do you want to kill people? And, and I, I, I just don't, I, I don't know what to make of it anymore because people have gone, they've gone mad. They, they have an inability to understand that sometimes there can be a, a middle independent road that you're going to walk. And I think most people at their core want a reasonable solution. But we've become so animated by the far right and the far left that this is where we are in our society now. It's really kind of sad. Boy, you, a guy who studies this sort of thing your whole life, yeah. saying, I don't know what to make of it anymore, and sounding despondent is troubling to me. Well, Lonnie, you've probably heard us say in the past, we'll make a statement or have a conversation on the show, and we'll get half a dozen emails saying, I'm never going to listen to you again. You're too pro-Trump. Simultaneously receiving six emails saying, I'll never listen to you again, you're too anti-Trump. I mean, based on yeah. the same statements. And and so, yeah. It, 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 it's crazy, but guess what? I bet they're all still listening. <laughs> well, and, and how could you know? they not? Lonnie Chan uh, is I mean, with the I, Hoover Institution and uh, Stanford University. I wish, well, Trump, I guess Trump to some extent thinks it benefits him anytime he's being talked about, but I wish he'd stay out of some issues. Um, I wish he'd stay out of this Obamagate thing. I, I think if he'd stay out of it, there's a better chance the New York Times, uh, you know, George Stephanopoulos, whatever, digs into it. As soon as Trump gets involved, then it's, oh, I don't want to be on Trump's side thing. Yeah, well, I think, you know, first of all, he, he, he's he got his gut instinct, and there are just things he can't resist. This is going to be one of those things he, he wouldn't be able to resist. Right. Oh, yeah. He's going to dive right into the middle of it. And, and, you know, he, here's the thing. At the end of the day, I, I've been looking some more at, at data about kind of what people think about Trump and the election this year. I'm actually not sure it's going to matter a whole lot at the end of the day whether he gets reelected or not in, in terms of this issue. I, I really do think that it's going to be a very simple calculus for most people, and it's going to have to do with the economy. And, and when it comes down to it, it's not about how, how objectively good the economy is because – I don't think the unemployment rate is going to be at a great point by the time we get to the election. It's going to be about the trend. If if Trump can show some improvement about the economy and he is able to trumpet that improvement, my sense is he's got a pretty good shot at being successful, notwithstanding all of the dialogue about how he's handled the coronavirus response. And I think people will disagree on that. But I really do think for most voters in, in the sort of swing states who are thinking about this election carefully, it's going to come down to the economy. So all this other stuff is noise. Hmm. Well, if the economy is not trending up, you know, compared to the current situation, God help us all. I right. mean, we're going to be right. in, in seriously dire straits. Uh, Lonnie Chan of the Hoover Institution and uh, Stanford University. Lonnie, on a personal note, my uh, 20-year-old college student daughter has become just utterly enthusiastic about uh, electoral data analysis. And I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe I can if I can give her your email address or something. Maybe you could recommend a book or something like that. But she's and, a great and, admirer. And, you know, I think there's a there, there there there's a great amount of job security for people who are interested in electoral data these days. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. I, she's surely not my child, but uh, I'm proud of her anyway, and I claim her. Uh, Lon, he great to talk to you, and let's do it again soon. Thank you. Yeah, Lon, he in a Twitter war over saying let's find a middle ground and get colleges open again. I mean, is there a position you can take on any issue, any position on any issue that will not get you hatred? There's just there's just a gut level level feeling that so many people have now 
of sizing up a story, a pundit, a person you run into, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which side are you on? There's only two sides. Which are you on? Right. And then you listen for a cue, <clears throat> and then you make a determination. Oh, they're on that side. Right. And that's the, that's the end of it. Exactly. I try to avoid that sort of thinking, but I understand it. You know, in 1944, for instance, there were not a lot of people running around saying, you know, Japan has been the source of some beautiful modern music. <laughs> you know, or there are a lot of great right. German uh, writers who you really ought to read. And by the same token, I used to have a next door neighbor who I despised. He was a bastard. I mean, he was a rotten human being on every level. And if we'd had some sort of neighborhood uh, controversy over, should we, I don't know, what do you want to do? Uh, Hire a street sweeper to keep the street clean. And he came out in favor of it. My natural inclination would be to look for reasons why that was a stupid waste of everyone's money. It's just, it's the way we are as human beings. But if there's anything at stake in terms of unity, I mean, if, 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 if there's enough at stake that unity matters, for instance, the next cul-de-sac over was regularly raiding our cul-de-sac, beating up our children and, and attempting to steal our stuff. Well, then he and I have to put aside our dislike and we at least have to figure out a way to talk to each other. Well, the United States have some has some evil, evil sons of bitches, pardon me, living on the next cul-de-sac, whether it's North Korea or China, most notably, or Russia or Iran. And we got to be able to talk to each other. That's true. If you hate your boss and they come up with an idea that's a good idea, you have to fight your instinct to accept the fact that it's a good idea. Right. So I'm asking you, friends, look deep within your hearts. Or those of you who are shallow, look shallowly within your hearts. See if you can find some truth. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. There are choices that can change your life. Like the choice to start routine colorectal cancer screening at age 45. It's one of the most common cancers for women and men, and it doesn't always have symptoms. But there's good news. Routine screening can catch colorectal cancer early and even prevent it. And there's even better news. You have screening options. Make the choice to put your health first. Talk to your doctor about your screening options. Or visit cdc.gov slash screen for life for more information.